0: Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinion of Ian and Tyler. You're listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing today, Tyler?
1: I'm better now. As always. I think we're both better now. We're all good.
0: It's all fine. <laughs> the school semester is finally over. I have no idea when this episode is going up because our timeline is fucked.
1: I know. but By the time this comes out, we'll be in the next semester.
0: Probably. And... We probably will have had at least, like, five episodes come out that we filmed, or that we made back in, like, January. And I'm sure for the people listening to those, it's very, very weird because uh, our timeline, again, is supremely screwed. Uh, And we're sorry
1: for that. Um, I'm not sorry.
0: (laughs) We just need to to make it more ambiguous the time period that we make it. Even though I just stated that the school semester is done for
1: us now. I don't really know how to do that at this point
0: is that whatever we'll live we'll live we'll live um hopefully all of you made it through the spring semester of 2020 all right as well I'm alive so that's all well and good today we are talking about though uh, something that Tyler and I were' not anticipating this year but I am pleasantly surprised and I am uh, very very pleased that we got it this year and that is the new Charlie XEX record how I'm feeling right now. I guess you could say this is this is a, this is a true blue quarantine album. This is I I can't think of any at least not by any big big artists bigger pop artists that have made or dropped a quarantine album yet like a full length record. I am fairly certain that Charlie is the first one to do it. Can I correct me if I'm wrong? I'm
1: I like- I can't think of one that has a substantial fan base like her that have dropped one. I yeah. mean, the strokes one was pretty big, but that one's been in the works for a while.
0: Yeah. That wasn't a quarantine. This yeah. is this born is yeah, solely I think so. out of quarantine and basically her feelings surrounding it. And I think that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a bold statement to be making right now. Uh, um, what a
1: quick turnaround too. Yeah. It's not like we've been in this for that long.
0: No, not at all. And it's, it's good to see her making the most of her time and staying somewhat sane because I noticed that she struggles with a lot of mental health issues and stuff like that. So it's good to see her releasing, be be on that release schedule, releasing music, doing her. And she can just, it's good to see her, that she's at a point now where she can drop an album out of the blue, drop of a hat, uh, and it's there to all of us because she were, she announced, I mean, she'd been teasing toward this since the beginning of quarantine, but she announced the record about two and a half weeks Beforehand or something like that, two and a half to three weeks beforehand on a Discord chat with her fans. Really, really strange uh, album rollout. But I mean, can't get around that because she's stuck in her house. So, kind of just have to do it yourself. There's no team behind her other than the three people that she's in quarantine with, which is her boyfriend and I think two very close friends. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I, I'm not up to up to par on the charlie xcx lore in the area so i'm sorry we're just here to talk about the, the the music and the album i have to say that the three singles leading up to this project had me excited um so i had no reason not to go into this with high hopes i, I don't know about you though
1: i was a little sketched out because i was such a big fan of the last one and this came out so quickly and the Input That had been set on her Instagram, which is really the only place that I follow her movements as far as posting and promoting goes. So I was I was a little worried that this was going to be a step back being that it came out so quickly um, relative to when the last one came out. Yeah. And I was just worried that there was going to be a drop in quality and or mostly quality production quality. I thought that I thought that probably the content would be pretty solid because I think that she's very creative and the way that she presents her stylistic choices is ridiculous and outpacing most of those in her genre and just the industry in general. So I was very I was very worried that this was going to be a step back, and I would say preemptively that I was wrong. I, sh- I had no reason to be worried. She is up to par. This is
0: good. <laughs> this is... Okay. Just a little bit of background on Charlie XEX just before we get into it. I know she's a reoccurring artist on this segment, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, her full name is Charlotte Emma Atchison. She was born August 2nd of 1992, uh, and she's a British singer-songwriter, music video director, and a record producer. Um, She was uh, born in Cambridge, Essex, Um, and she's got, I think, four studio albums under her belt at this point. She signed Asylum Records back in 2010. Now she's very much under the PC Music Camp wing um, with producers like Sophie, and now on this new record, she has got, oh, and Hannah Diamond as well. I think she worked on her last project, but uh, one of the big producers that I know going into this record is Dylan Brady of 100 Gex fame did Money Machine and a bunch of other fucking whacked out tracks. They've remixed several of their songs with several notable, or notable artists, including Charlie XEX and like Injury Reserve and uh, Dorian Electra, uh, just to name a few, as well as they hosted a Minecraft concert featuring Charlie XEX, which was kind of funny. I was not expecting an artist as huge as Charlie XCX to be a part of those things, but then again, I managed to see the one with American football in it, so uh, anything is possible at this point. Other than that, there's not too much to talk about in the way of, I don't know, her personal shit. Don't want to bog myself down too much in the details. We should just talk about the music here. Do you want to do that? All right, how I'm feeling now. Eleven songs, 37 minutes. It was released May 15th. Ah, I going into this, I really didn't know what to expect because I know that Charlie XCX at this point has proven herself to be a volatile or a volatile artist. She uh, can seamlessly jump from one end of the pop room to the other uh, with ease. So based off of the singles leading up to this Forever clause and I finally understand I assumed that we were going to get an experience kind of like her last album um, except less touched up because uh, these songs were decidedly more raw than her last album whether that be in the realm of her lyrics or just the overall production in general, while it is still very much pop and it is kind of clean, it's also kind of I don't want to say objectively, because I guess you could make an argument that there were more rough around... No, I don't know. I don't know. These these songs are really, like, there's... They are, and I think this is a, a conscious choice, an aesthetic choice as well, being more just open and less cleaned up I guess less
1: touched up one of the things that I think is kind of interesting not specifically with her in general but something we've gotten whiffs of in her music in the past is a lot of her tracks will often feel like like journal entries or entries into a diary that go into a specific train of thought or topic or feeling and out of the ones that she's had in the past I feel like this album has been the most honest and the most raw is probably Mm -hmm. the the key word here agreed honesty isn't really something i feel like you get a lot in pop music and i don't really know if you can place this in in the pop genre because it just seems so far away from everything else so it feels like it just is so in a different league entirely. it's a different sport (laughs) if pop is baseball then this is Golf. this is so different than everything else and for her to get more into the nitty gritty on this project than even the last one i was very surprised and i didn't think that it was a place that was going to be visited and the majority of the album is spent in this place of honesty and there are songs that are just meant to slap asses and take names yeah, and you get sure. that like the very first track pink diamond slapping asses and taking names is the game of that <laughs> track and <laughs> it achieves it 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 not not a journal entry just her specifically stating hey i'm here to fuck shit up buckle in mm-hmm. is essentially the themes I ass of got that assaulted one. You, Ian's ass was assaulted. Yes, y'all should see it. Check our Instagram story for
0: more on the <laughs> for latest fuck's ass.
1: Sake. For fuck's sake,
0: for my OnlyFans actually. Um, this album is a roller coaster for sure, emotionally and sonically. It is a roller coaster. It truly is. As, starting from the first track, Pink Diamond, it's just like you know you are in for a fucking ride because it's just two minutes of like. I think this is the closest to click that we get on this album. Click being the fifth track off of her previous album, Charlie. This is just... It is a banger and a half. Although it is meant to, like we've stated previously, smack ass. Um, It does go into themes of how she wishes she could just go outside at this point and have fun, but she can't. Uh, She has to have quarantine parties and Discord parties. It's fucking weird. What a weird situation that we're in. Actually, I like what you said about the journal entries, because this almost feels like a chronology of just like what she was feeling at what time in the quarantine i don't think any of these are like stacked in like order of this is how it was feeling in the first week or the second week i don't think i think these are just general entries like in a diary i I like that about it because it's there's something personal and there's something intimate about it kind of like a journal and that's something that i definitely appreciate on this record and there's a lot of self-hatred as well <laughs> coming in on some tracks here like detonate an enemy um as well as just some unbearably sweet moments like on forever and seven years which i think are her just most sicken- sickeningly uh love-stricken tracks to date they're just they're they, she pours her heart out and you can really hear it even through like her generally robotic tone um, through the auto-tune and everything, which, again, it does feel like she's, like, an AI, again. Like, on the last album, it feels like this is coming from the future, where she's in some fucking software trapped, uh, soul trapped in some fucking program. But it's cool as shit. It still is. Uh, and it hasn't worn down, really, either.
1: I think that this album should be labeled Future Pop. That's Along with the last one. I don't think the genre exists,
0: but if it doesn't, then it exists now. This, this is this future is pop. what it
1: is, and there. Are, I think she has a playlist there, titled there that there on Spotify. There are very few people I'd put in future pop. Maybe Doja Cat. That seems that seems appropriate. <laughs> the Dorian Electra would fit there too, <laughs> as
0: well as as well as a hundred gex. One hundred gex would definitely fit that.
1: Fit the bill for that. Yeah, that is true.
0: Which I mean, Dylan Brady is not the only producer on this project that's worthy of note. I think, the yeah, A.G. Cook is on here as well as B.J. Burton. So, there are still some heavy hitters behind this, but Dylan Brady handles a bulk of the production on tracks like Pink Diamond and Claws, as well as Anthems, which (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I need to go slightly track by track here because I I can't I I need to organize myself here somehow. Pink Diamond, again, smacks ass. I need to stop saying that. I've worn this joke down so badly. Um, it just... It, it's it's a slapper. It is a slapper. And it is abrasive as hell. Um, like a lot of the tracks on her last record. Um, but just almost even more extreme. Especially in the last, like, 15 seconds. Where it just breaks down into this fucking blast beat. Not a blast beat. I'm sorry. This blasted out beat. Where it's just heavily distorted and compressed. Almost like clipping. It sounds like it's... uh straight out of some fucking hard rock track. And I honestly, it's like Yeah, I remember my comparison now. It's it's like if you had to if Charlie yet had to remake the track Heat by Brockhampton, that would be that would be the ending moment of this song because the 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 drums are hard. They they, they are They are greasy, and I love them. Um, Forever was probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, single going into this just because of how sweet it was. Um, Her songwriting and her ability to songwrite is on point here. And I think that's one thing about this album that I really appreciate. Charlie's abilities as a songwriter are more on display here than the last album. While the last album was super catchy and it was super poppy... There are also just more sweet and memorable verses on this album, as well as some really great chord progressions, even if they're not like the most original things in the world. She really knows how to structure out a song and give it a nice chord progression, uh, Forever being one of those things, as well as uh, some interesting song structures, like on uh, C 2.0, which is, I think it's Click 2.0, where she samples Click. And th- I, 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 the more that I think about it, the more I'm like, that's ju- that's just a fucking power move. <laughs> Sampling your own song, that's like, yeah, bitch, I've made it. I can do this now. That's kind of that's kind of sick. That's badass, if you ask me. This is like this song is like an extended intro followed by a verse followed by just kind of like a rising effect until it um uh, taps out. Basically, it's like this big climax at the end and then just whoosh, silence. But it's really, really well done. It's like a... It's like... It's like a building track. But I think in pot form. And it's... It does really, really well. Enemy is also probably... I think this is the most successful song, at least numbers-wise, if I'm not mistaken, that this album has right now. This is probably, like, the catchiest track on here. And that's saying something because all of these tracks are catchy. Um, But I think that's why it's doing so well as well. And again, more self-hatred shows up here. Um... And there's a clip of her at the end in an actual therapy session. I think it's during quarantine. It's really, really. It's very. It's surprisingly open, and it's really. I. It's just ballsy, honestly. Seeing seeing somebody this uh, I don't, just this honest about what they're going through and how it's basically damaging her to be going through this and stuff like that. It is. It's really wild, honestly. I've never. I've. I. I can't think of an instance where I've seen another artist do something like that. As well, I, I need to talk about anthems for a second because anthems is a is a f- f- fuck show. Um, again, production from Dylan Brady, um, but this is definitely the most self aware track on here. Um, and sh- she's basically making fun of uh, EDM bangers, uh, at least in like what 2013, 2014, uh, like the chance markers era stuff with these really really overbearing synth lines that are they're just they're they're overbearing they are i can't think of any other words to describe them i'm sorry i'm having a brain blast um but (laughs) it's just it it is hilarious to watch her poke fun at um an area in in pop where she previously kind of inhabited i don't think it was to the extent of the chain smokers or anything like that but it's really funny to, uh, and just the overly simple hook, it it just makes for a wonderfully sarcastic experience. Um, and Dylan Brady lays down a smacker of a song. It's just, um, even though it's cheesy and shit, it's like, it, it, it's still fucking, it's great. It's a, it's a great way to poke fun at an area of pop music that, is so dead at this point that it never even needs to be brought back but talking about claws uh i didn't know what to think about this song at first but i think after pre after extended listens this song is probably one of the uh smackiest tracks on here again one of the more abrasive tracks again production from grill and brady so this album i think is almost like two sides of charlie um, one being very experimental, very abrasive, uh, the other side being much more melodic and much more pop-oriented. Um, and I think it works well. And, I mean, there are there are fusions of the two all across the record. But it really... This was an impressive listen. This really was. It really impressed me, and I'm glad to see that Charlie is uh, really putting out, even during this mentally stressful time. It's really I th- cool.
1: I think it just expresses what she's capable of. And I don't think if you where to flashback to 2015, this is something anyone ever would have expected. Yeah, With agreed. With the release of the selfie song and the songs that she was featured on before that, she didn't have a very serious career. She had a successful career. She was radio successful. She was popularity, image successful. Critically, straight zeros, across the board. So for her to make the switch in like an entire 180 basically i want charlie to win a grammy i think that might be what i'm rooting for the most come this january next january
0: if she isn't nominated for a grammy i'm gonna throw hands
1: when did the last record come out was it after october before october
0: never mind no it's september
1: 13th so yeah her last record wasn't nominated for anything
0: if this one doesn't get nominated, I'm going to throw hands.
1: Well, how could this one be in the... Maybe the things it's up against are just... Yeah, anyway. It
0: was also... That record was released way later. Like, it was very close to the deadline. So, it didn't have enough time to drum up as much attention as, like, Lizzo or Billie Eilish did earlier on in the year. I think think she was overshadowed by those two, for sure.
1: She wouldn't have stood a chance in the categories against Billie Eilish or Lizzo, but... Unfortunately. I digress. Anyway, I, I just, I think that she is making waves without most people realizing it. I think that between her and the producers that she is working with, along with the features that she's had, um, in the past, I think that she is kind of setting the stage for what we can expect in the future. And I said this, I, I expressed this a lot in the last episode we did on Charlie XEX. But what she's doing now is what's going to be happening commonly and what will be commonplace on the radio, I'm predicting in five, maybe ten years. It might even be less or more than that. I'm not sure. But what she's doing now is going to become the norm. And then the next envelope will need to be pushed.
0: Or something like it. I don't know. I think
1: it's going to be more tonal, more harmonic, and I think it's going to have more catchier melodies more radio quality but i think the absurdity of what we're hearing now is going to be expressed more in the future because i I think that that. i think that i think it's i don't know i feel like the radio should get boring to everyone at this point and it doesn't like i don't know how people will sit there and listen to in in baltimore it's 104.3 or 106.5 just the pop radio I would get songs so irritated after 20 minutes because I can already tell you what the first 5 songs I'm going to hear are. Like it's the most predictable.
0: A lot of those songs date back to fucking 2013, too. I don't understand how that works.
1: They ha- yeah. Yeah.
0: And maybe that's also due to the whole um popular music has moved mostly digital now. Um so radio stations are kind of
1: tripping over themselves to keep up. It's just the the repeatability of a song is really what it comes down to at this point. And it's sad, but I think that I think that as far as critically acclaimed things go, I think Charlie is going to push the envelope for what we will be expecting and what we will be seeing come in the future, and I don't think enough people are on board or understand or expect that yet. Right. But I can almost guarantee That it's coming. And it's something that I'm going to be here for. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Because I I, hate the radio so much.
0: And I hope it is as honest and as instantaneous as this and the last Charlie record were. Because
1: I hope other people just realize how much she's killing it and go after something similar. Yeah, for sure. If you look at who influenced what's popping up now. She's one of the few people doing something new, something exciting now.
0: I hope we see more of it. I, I hope we see so. more of it. This isn't a perfect album. We'll get into why that is, but it this was a really, really good record and it's something that I'm really happy with. So I'm I'm just gonna say keep fucking killing it, Charlie. But uh we'll 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 talk about what we didn't like here. So, while I do think this album is full of hits, I do think this album is, um, it pretty much flows nicely, um, and it sticks to its guns pretty thoroughly. Um, not all the tracks are as quality as the ones surrounding them, and I mean, do you have, you know what, I'm gonna let you, go ahead, go ahead, I want you to voice your opinions first, go ahead.
1: Looking at the track listing, the... First, the first six songs for me are probably the strongest tracks. Generalizing, probably the strongest tracks on the album. So, for you, it's an 11 track album? Yes. For you to have 11 tracks and to have six of them, six of probably my favorites, that kind of throws off the pacing a little bit because this second stretch of the second stretch of the project is more of a task than a pleasure. In In some ways. Yeah. Especially
0: compared to the first half of the record. It's the second half definitely slows down a
1: lot. Right. So like in the last project, there were, it was, it was a little different because I think things were spread out more. Um, I think the layout was better. And like towards the end, you even, you had like shake it came in and that song just tore
0: ass. It really, it, it, it tore the, it tore the floor up. So it was like an earthquake. Th-
1: there's th- that is just not that's not something that shows up on this project. Something that is lacking. And it's not it's not the songs. It's th- just the layout. We see this so much with bands where you have a collection of songs and of course some songs are going to be better than others. That is 100 times out of 100 times the case. Yeah. Not every song is going to smack and hit perfectly.
0: Not every song is going to be a 10. That would statistically be almost impossible.
1: Thank you for that, Ian. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: That was really pretentious. I'm sorry. Disregard that entire statement.
1: (laughs) The point is, some of the songs are misplaced. You stack the first half. You have to sit through the second half. It's not as exciting. Throws off the pacing, even though not all the songs were that bad. Yeah. Most of them were that good. They were very good,
0: and I think the um, one of the slowest tracks on here. I guess the biggest offender of a slow track was the single "I Finally Understand," which I enjoy like the first thirty seconds of. But and I praised her for being a really good songwriter before, but this is one of those songs where the songwriting makes me just scratch my head because it's it's overly repetitive. And it seems like she stretched out basically one idea over the three minute and 30 minute or three, three minute and 30 minute, three minute and 30 second runtime of the song and just called it a day. While I do appreciate the lyrical content of the track coming to terms with things, the instrumental bugged me as well as Party For You was probably one of the most forgettable tracks on here. And for whatever reason, I was thinking about this today and maybe I'll eat my words here in the future. Maybe I won't, it won't bother me as much. Um, Who knows, but the three tracks in pretty much the very middle, four, five, and six, uh, Seven Years, Detonate, an Enemy, these are all very, very similar in intent and nature when it comes to being just pop bops uh, instead of uh, future pop bangers uh, like Claws and Pink Diamond were. These are kind of more just pop anthems. Um, at least for Charlie XCX, they are more pop anthems and seven years is probably my favorite out of the three of them, but having them stacked in this way kind of caused me to scratch my head a little bit because it's, it's just one after the other, after the other, and it's very much the same vibe and it kind of puts you into a lull and then you get to finally understand and that just puts you into a, 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 even more of a lull. So, and I thought Detonate being stuck in there between them made the song less enjoyable as well, especially because the hook doesn't pop as bad as much as the uh, other ones do, that, and that's the biggest offense that I can really call on the song, because the rest of it is really good and it's not really a skippable track, especially the uh, really, really cute intro with all the, the cute percussive samples in the background and the uh, the adorable little synth line. It's It's still a good song, but again, placement is head-scratching. As well as visions, I thought was an interesting way to go out. I love the crescendo it makes at the end, but again, the track is more of a slow burner, so it's just that is an interesting way to go out, especially considering that uh, most of this album is either a future pop banger or a um, a pop bop. I'm gonna say, yeah, I think the biggest offense that this album makes is just the placement. Not even all of the because I think. Yeah, I liked pretty much every, all but two of these songs, but the second half of the album really put it into a lull, which is unfortunate, but it doesn't ruin the album experience completely, because it does go out on a high note, finishing out on both anthems, which is track 10, and then the enormous crescendo at the end of Visions, where it gets, again, it's like hitting a brick wall, Ah. Uh, it's just it's it's thick and it's messy and I love it. It's this dystopian uh, whirlwind of uh, crunchiness. That was I just posted cringe, but oh well, oh well. I like this album, and I'm very very excited just to see where Charlie XCX goes next as an artist. I I think I'd feel comfortable saying that she's my favorite pop act out right now. Just the way that she's going, I, I can't praise her highly enough for taking the risks that she's taking. And on this record, being even more personal than the last one, I don't know. It puts a sparkle in my heart. It, it gives me a glimmer of hope for pop as a genre, not going down the
1: toilet bowl. Came out of nowhere, though. It did come out of nowhere, and no, I'm not, I'm seriously not complaining. Nobody saw her heading this direction top
0: 2 which was a mixtape that re- she released in 2017 was teasing toward it uh, but not to the extent that she took it
1: she didn't go for it on that one
0: no and on Charlie she did
1: yeah you ready to wrap it up
0: yeah I think so I mean I got all my I got all my gripes out of the way so alright we can just finish up I think at the end of our episode. I'm sorry, I really need to... Can I I put something there real quick? I I must admit that I messed up.
1: Is it your OnlyFans link? No, it's not my OnlyFans link. It's
0: the fact that, number one, at least according to Apple Music, she released uh, the announcement for this album on Zoom, not Discord, although that's not that big of a deal, but uh, it wasn't two or three weeks beforehand. It was actually like a month, a month and a half. It says on April 6th. Again, I don't rust apple music down to a t but that might be more accurate than what i said uh so just keep in mind that there were inklings of this album a month prior i guess i, I just needed to clear that up for my own sanity
1: i thought for sure you were gonna plug your only fans <laughs> onlyfans.com slash solomon <laughs>
0: Oh, we can surely do better than that. No, we can't. Never. Do that. <laughs> this afraid. this
1: album slapped. I'm very happy with this album. Me too. The best pop that is out there right now. I'm a huge fan. I think that there's a lot of head scratching going on in my direction, and I like it that way. I don't listening. I don't like listening to something and be able to anticipate and know what is coming next the whole time like the radio where you can actually flip a coin heads or tails which songs are gonna be Uh, oh it was one of the two you know like so predictable i love this and like i said before i think that charlie is probably the most talented act in her genre i don't think that she really fits into her genre i think that she's kind of part of this new wave pop future pop era thing that's going on that doesn't really have a title or a placement yet because yeah. it's so new and there's we're so just gonna few call people. it from
0: now on I really like the designation future pop so that's what we're gonna call it <laughs> whenever I whenever I find something like it I'm going to say it's future pop because right now Charlie XCX is the future uh, and I am willing to bank on that you can you can quote me um, and if if it if it doesn't end up being that way then I will do like Charl or no, I will do like Marilyn Manson, remove my floating ring
1: and suck my own dick. So, well, let's hope you're right, so that doesn't happen. Yeah, really. Uh, what are you feeling? I'm feeling a mid eight. I think so too. I think I'm feeling an eight point four to an eight point six.
0: Yeah, something around there. And honestly, I can see it changing. I can see it being maybe in the future being a little bit more for me, um, especially with how it's 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 projected to possibly move up but i'm feeling
1: also i think i think her projects are going to age well
0: yeah me too In the scheme of
1: things as you see more influences popping up or people influenced by her popping up i think that the value of these albums is going to
0: exponentially rise. rise categorically yeah i mean that works too yeah yeah, big words, yeah. Yeah. Point being that this was a really good album and you should go listen to it. Especially if you're a fan of pop music in general. Um, this will this is this will prove to be a, a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. This is mind expanding. And in ways that you wouldn't really expect from Charlie X or well at this point you could probably expect it from Charlie X D X, but not uh expect it generally from pop artists. And that's something that I like from Charlie. Very unpredictable. Every single time I find my mind being blown. And she's released on this album some of the best songs of the year. So don't miss it. Don't miss out on the Charlie train. Go hop on it while it's still hot. You know? Cause this was a good album. Go listen to her last one too, because we reviewed that and that was really good. Charlie
1: XEX is the future. I'm sticking to my guns. Go ahead, take us out of here. I'm sorry. I'm Thank you I'm for now. listening. We have new episodes Friday, nine AM Eastern Standard. Also, Sunday, 9 a.m., Easter Standard, with special editions, either classic reviews or interviews or discography audits or whatever we deem necessary to come out.
0: Possibly possibly going to do some think pieces at some point.
1: Possibly. I'm not very good at thinking, no, so we'll see what happens <laughs> with that.
0: I'm done with thinking for this fucking year. I'm through one semester. I'm done. I'm out. I'm <laughs> Through with thinking with my brain, and now I'm just gonna think with absolutely none of my body parts. I'm just gonna become a uh, soulless husk. That's what I'm planning on doing.
1: I will. I'm gonna think lay for in the sun you. and bake for the rest of the fucking year. I will think for you. Okay, thank you. I know it's best for you. Thank you. Like the government, chemicals in the water. Political segue, and now, again, just thank you for listening. Follow Charlie on. Instagram,
0: follow us on Instagram,
1: sound audits. You can email us at sound at gmail.com. If you want to be featured on a Sunday episode, that'd be pretty chill. Or if
0: you want us to review your music, uh, we think about doing that. Or if you want to shout, just want to shout out
1: also shout out. all, all good things. If you go to our anchor page, anchor.fm slash sound audits, you can find that on our website, soundaudits.com or just go to anchor and search sound audits. We have a donation link. If you would like to donate to us, only 99 cents is the required amount. We would be so happy. Delighted. For the price of two gumballs, you can support two broke college kids.
0: Also, go check out our website. It's just soundaudits.com. We managed to get the donate domain name. Yep. Because we're original, apparently. Super. But it's pretty sick. It's, it's pretty sick. We're posting written reviews up along with... Along with the audio, audio reviews, as well as we're posting um, written kind of bios or kind of just summations of uh, the, uh, the interviews and stuff like that. So go check them out.
1: Yeah, just chill articles, music related. I think that's it. Thank you for yeah. listening. We will see you Friday and or Sunday, and both or of those days, hopefully. Uh, hopefully we made your drive to work better. Or we made your uh, homework procrastination better. Mm -hmm. Or we made your summer jog workout exercise routine better. Or we inspired you you to goodbye.
0: (laughs) For fuck's sake. Alright, thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Go check us out everywhere, including YouTube, because we do stuff there now too. We'll see you next time. Peace out.